0: You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards.
2: Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player,
3: Ashley Adams.
1: Okay, you have some skill.
3: Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You are listening to House of Cards. I'm your host for the hour. And quite an hour it is. We break with our traditional two-interviewee format to have one interviewee on this show because he is the foremost expert on gambling and public policy. His name is I. Nelson Rose, Professor I. Nelson Rose. He writes a column, gamblingandthelaw.com. Uh He's been a guest many times on the show, and he's going to talk to us in depth about public policy and fantasy sports and online poker. You've got to listen to this interview. He's an extraordinarily brilliant guy when it comes to gambling in the law, and we're going to talk for the whole show, except for the mailbag segment at the end. So stay tuned. We'll be back with I, Nelson Rose, right after a quick break.
4: You've been nice all year, but now you're feeling just a little naughty. (laughs) Well, Adam and Eve knows exactly how to help you with that. Through New Year's, when you order that special naughty gift, you'll get 50% off almost any one item. But that's not all. You'll also get our naughty and nice kit free with your purchase. Your kit will come with a special item for him, an adult toy for her, and something you'll enjoy unwrapping together. Plus, free shipping on your entire order. Adam and Eve has gift items that are perfect for him or her. Try an adventurous adult toy, a spicy movie, or even a new slippery sensation. So check out adamandeve.com today for the special holiday offer. Get 50% off one item, a free naughty and nice kit. And free shipping when you enter offer code BABE16. B-A-B-E-16. That's Babe 16 at adamandeve.com.
3: We at House of Cards want to wish you the happiest
2: of holidays. And in celebration of the holiday season, we would like to present that beautiful holiday favorite Silent Night, sung by that wonderful soprano, Chewbacca. <laughs>
4: God bless us. Everyone. You mean everyone?
2: EVERYONE! You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseofCardsRadio.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. You're listening to the House of Cards with Ashley Adams.
1: It is with great honor that I present your host, the man who sold the dragon his fire, stole it back, and sold it again to the crypts.
3: listening to House of Cards. I'm your host, Ashley Adams. And uh, as always, we are extremely pleased to have the nation's foremost expert on gambling and the law. In fact, he is the author of the website, gamblingandthelaw.com. He is Professor I. Nelson Rose, and he joins us by phone right now. Nelson, are you there?
0: Yes, thank you for inviting me again.
3: Well, whenever we have interests of public policy, the person I most want to have on is you to talk about their implications. And now we have, you know, daily fantasy sports on every headline for the last, seems like the last three months. Yeah. What's your take on what's going on in New York and the rest of the country with the uh, actions of FanDuel and DraftKings and the state government?
0: Well,. To, uh, uh, and thank you for, for thinking of me when there's big issues like this. Uh, it reminds me of the Internet poker, um, like, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. In fact, it's, it's, they're even using the same language as the Internet poker operators. You know, well, we're legal because we're a game of skill that's great, but we don't have the laws on the books or the court cases that would, you know, really prove that. So what happened is fantasy, daily fantasy sports grew like crazy. Um, The invention of having a daily was like the invention of the little hidden uh, under the table camera was for televised poker. It just caused an explosion of interest. And they look back on the 2006 statute, the Federal Unlawful Internet Gambling Enforcement Act, which kind of has a carve-out for fantasy sports, and misleading it a little bit, you can say, wow, it means Congress now says daily, all fantasy sports, even daily, is legal. It doesn't actually say that. Um, but they were going along okay. They were being investigated by, like, the Attorney General of New York and Massachusetts, and then um, really kind of created their own problem. First, by getting a tremendous amount of attention because of the advertising. It's like more than half. Of all the ads on ESPN come from just these two uh, websites um, then the other thing that the really the big mistake was letting their employees participate <laughs> in big money daily fantasy sports uh, games with competitors and then having the guy win $350,000 <laughs> um and accidentally release some additional information which of course would give anybody uh a little advantage in trying to choose their team i mean just you know it was it was uh carelessness but now the question is what's going to happen
3: well, I just I want to interrupt for a second. The parallels yeah. to online poker are really extraordinary because I, although the UIGEA had passed early on, the real attention to online poker's illegality or quasi-illegality came when Full Tilt had all right. of the spotlight on it for that incident, and that just blew it out of the
1: water.
0: Yeah, yeah. In fact, I've now written about this uh, on my website, gamblingandthelaw.com on the very first page. I've posted three articles that describe the legal issues. Uh, the first one, in fact, is called, Is Daily Fantasy Sports Legal? And the one I wrote a couple days ago is, OK, what should they do now? Um and it and I brought in the 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 full tilt question. The interesting thing about full tilt, though, was that it survived what would should have been a death blow scandal. That an insider, in that case, actually was using inside information to see other players' down cards. Um, in this case, it certainly looks like there wasn't anything like that going on. But yeah, getting that horrible attention, getting investigated. And then, of course, what happened with internet poker was um, Black Friday, when the government actually closed down, the federal government closed down, uh, the I guess it was the five leading four-pay poker sites in the United States. This time, it's not the feds, it's the states. And the issue is, is far from clear. Um, there's no allegation of money laundering or, or bank fraud or anything like that. Um, but there are going to be a lot of legal fights, and it's going to take the daily fantasy sports industry a long time to recover from this.
3: Okay, listeners, we're going to come back after a quick break. Take care. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget.
1: You're listening to the House of Cards. The way I see it, poker's like some kind of cosmic metaphor. It's like even though the cards fall in a random order that you can't possibly predict, you can
4: still beat them.
3: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, Listeners, we're talking to Professor I. Nelson Rose. He writes a column, gamblinginthelaw.com. Let me ask you a question that veers a little bit off, and maybe you want to get more into the daily fantasy Mm -hmm. sports thing, but here's the big question for our listeners and for me. Is there any way, any way at all, that we can finesse this issue of daily fantasy sports to expand the legality of online poker? Is there any way we can hook our horse to their wagon and do something globally that will tie the two together and just make them both legal and regulated and taxed? Oh,
0: sure. Theoretically, what the operators want is uh, just what the operators of all Internet gambling want. They want a federal statute. And there, if... Wishes were fishes. They would, uh, they would get not just a federal statute, but a federal law that preempts all of the state anti-gambling laws. Um, they're not going to get that. First of all, Congress under the Republicans doesn't pass any more laws, uh, and I mean this is literally true that there have been no major substantive laws passed since January. Um, 2011, when the Republicans took over the House of Representatives, uh, except for a change in the patent laws. So we're not getting any laws passed. Uh, you know, fights over money don't count. The second thing, even if there were an act of Congress, it still would have to give the states the rights to opt in or opt out. They Congress is never going to impose the same public policy toward gambling on both Utah and Nevada. So,
3: well, wait a second. Uh, the UIGEA imposed it?
0: Well, the UIGEA actually did not. What the UIGEA said is this law is not designed to change any other federal or state law, and it has to be illegal under some other federal or state law, the UIGEA kicks in.
3: I see. Which is the
0: yeah. So the UIGEA didn't make internet uh, uh, daily fantasy sports legal. It simply said if it if it is if it's illegal, it's still illegal. If it's legal, then then the UIGEA doesn't apply. And then it had its own definition. Um, The practical impact was that a lot of law enforcement said, well, now at least we've got some guidance, so let's use the tests laid down in Congress. But that was for season long. Daily fantasy sports looks like something else, at least to state prosecutors. And so, there. Therefore, they went
3: after it. But, Plus, but wait, I just have. I just need to push back a little. I understand yeah. that with regard to daily fantasy sport, fantasy sports, the UIGEA didn't impose anything on the states. But right. with the exception of the one loophole for intra-state gambling, it did prohibit people from any state, any banking institution from funding online gambling, no matter what state you were in, if it was an interstate or international gambling operation you were seeking to fund, your bank can't transfer money on your behalf, no matter what state you're in.
0: That is not the way I read it. I read it um, as kind of the opposite, which is if you are legal, then in fact, the payment processors, the banks can fund it. The point, it's an enforcement statute. it it is not making gambling legal or illegal. It says if the gambling is legal, then uh, it creates a crime. The operator of the gambling can't accept money in any way, shape, or form. So if you're already breaking the law, now there's one new criminal statute. But if you're a payment processor, you can't transfer money from Americans to a site for illegal gambling. But the definition of illegal gambling depends on violating some other federal or state law, which is why the banks said they can't do it. How
3: are they they supposed to know? I see. So, in other words, the banks, in the interest of protecting themselves in case poker is deemed to be illegal, which they would assume that it would be, prohibited their... um, their share not their shareholders their, their their account holders their account holders from transferring it but if a bank was willing to take the risk that maybe it would be deemed legal yeah. nothing would stop them from saying well we're going and in fact there are some places that will do that yeah um, yeah in fact the, uh,
0: the the regulations it called for regulations uh from the federal regulators and what they came up with uh was and this is One of those examples of be careful what you wish for, because the people who wanted to outlaw Internet gambling, well, they ended up with regulations that said if you get a legal opinion from somebody like me, a gaming lawyer, that says, hey, everything they're doing is legal, then you not only can, but you should accept them as a customer for payment processor and I've given a lot of those reasoned legal opinions for games that are truly either games of skill, contests of skill, or with which have free alternative means of entry and are therefore kind of like um, no-purchase-necessary sweepstakes and legal. I have even given one that said uh, if the courts were really being honest, they should rule that uh, poker tournaments are contests of skill and should be legal.
3: Has anybody, have any jurisdictions accepted that as a legal opinion and said, okay, no. therefore you can play poker online in a tournament?
0: No, because uh, I gave the opinion and I think they were going to start uh, try to use it and then came Black Friday and... Uh, I certainly did not give an opinion that said, oh, yes, and you can lie to the banks and maybe (laughs) bribe a person or, you know, I mean, some of the crazy stuff that went on, Um, not that it was necessarily the same people, you you know. But, um, yeah, I would, in fact, I think I would have no trouble giving uh, a legal opinion about season-long fantasy sports. That it is, it should be considered legal under federal law and under the laws of virtually every state, and therefore payment processors should process the payments for uh, for daily. I mean for season long. Daily, the problem is you begin to get you eliminate some of the skill because you can't make trades, for example. And chance has a bigger factor because, say, an injury of a quarterback, if it happens on the one day you're you're participating, you know, that's real bad. But if you're dealing with a whole season, then fortuitous events are going to spread out. Other people are going to be affected. And, of course, you can make the trades. So I, I don't know whether daily fantasy sports has enough skill to be considered a contest of skill and not gambling. And frankly,
3: nobody else does. We're going to come back after a quick break. Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Health insurance is not required. Call 855-912-7246.
2: Want some more excitement in your life? Sign up at virgincasino.com with promo code virgin, and you'll get up to $100 real cash back, plus for a limited time, $10 in free bonus money to play with. Enjoy slot and casino games like Wheel of Fortune, Cleopatra, Monopoly, Blackjack, and much more. Play on desktop or mobile device with our iOS and Android apps. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. $10 minimum deposit and wager required to qualify for $100 real cash back. Bonus money must be played through one time before withdrawal.
3: Rules and dates apply. Hamming problem? Call one 800 Hi, listeners, this is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River, or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country, then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The New England Gaming News, New England's only resource
5: So what are you waiting for? Call Homebusters today.
1: 866-I-WANT-UGG. 866-I-WANT-UGG. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. Oh. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese! Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of
2: Cards with your House of Cards Gaming Report for the week of December fourteenth, two 2015. Florida Governor Rick Scott signed an agreement with the Seminole Indian Tribe that could generate $3 billion in revenue to the state over a seven-year period. The deal could also allow new slot licenses in Miami-Dade and Palm Beach counties, as well as allow South Florida racinos to seek approval for limited blackjack tables. The agreement now goes to the state House and Senate, which are required to ratify the deal. In a way to boost Internet gambling profits, the New Jersey Gaming Enforcement Division has proposed to let casino companies hire and fund celebrities to play on their sites. Caesars Interactive says it will be passing on the proposal until internet gaming has expanded to other states. In 2014, internet gaming generated $122 million for the Garden State, and that figure was matched during the first 10 months of 2015. And finally, according to Bloomberg, Australians are the biggest losers. In fact, last year, Australians lost $24.1 billion on gambling, which is a new record. That's the equivalent of every man, woman, and child in the country losing $734. The government estimates that more than 400,000 Australians have a gambling problem. That sounds like a pretty good call by the government. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC
3: Radio. Want some more excitement in your life? Sign up at TropicanaCasino.com with promo code RADIO and you'll get up to $100 real cash back plus for a limited time $10 in free bonus money to play with. Enjoy slot and casino games like Wheel of Fortune, Cleopatra, Monopoly, Blackjack and much more. Play on desktop or mobile device with our iOS and Android apps. Must be 21 one or over and located in New Jersey. New pictures only. $10 minimum deposit and a wager required to qualify for $100 real cash back. Bonus money must be played through one time before withdrawal. Rules and date apply. Gambling problem call 100 Gambler.
2: You're listening to the House of Cards.
0: Whoa! I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey,
3: it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Ah! Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We have I, Nelson Rose, known also as Nelson Rose. So what I don't understand, or I do understand, but it still pisses me off, is what is the big deal about the skill or the lack of skill in an event? Because all of these things are some mixture. It's just a question of what mixture. Poker, absolutely I I can't believe that any legislator looking at a, an argument from someone such as you wouldn't conclude that of course there's skill in poker. The question is, you can still have it be gambling, but have yeah. skill be an element.
0: Well, right? in fact, all all of life is like that. Uh, whenever anybody comes up with, well, you know, if skill is an important element and money is involved, it's got to be gambling. And then I always bring back, oh, you mean farming, right?
3: (laughs) Right, the the oil industry.
0: The oil, yeah. I mean, come on, everything. But here is the rule. It's actually fairly easy to know. Um, Two people playing chess against each other for money are not gambling. They are involved in a contest of skill. And there may be some other requirements about where the money comes from and the prize, but that is a contest of skill. Two people betting on which one of the poke of the chess players will win—that's considered gambling. That's sports betting. So the so sports betting, and I think season-long sports betting would also be considered uh, skill. But it would have to be season long and have to be a contest, run like a tournament, um, or fantasy sports season long. The question is: Are the players in daily fantasy playing a game? In other words, do they? Are they just like two people betting on which two of chess players, or do they have to do a whole lot more? And and, and this is very important. The tests. Do vary from state to state. The, uh, and I wrote about this on, on my website on gamblingandthelaw.com. I've got those uh, the column that talks about uh, I think it's the most recent one, where I talk about what the Nevada Gambling Control Board did. It's not actually the board. It's only the chairman who uh, A.J. Burnett, who I've known for a long time and is a really good guy. Um, and disagrees with my conclusion. But uh, I said, number one, he's only the chairman of a commission that regulates casinos. If you are not a regulated casino, you are not bound by his decision. It's not from, say, the attorney general of New York, where he's the top prosecutor in the state. Now, the reality is you don't want to disobey somebody like that because the prosecutors in Nevada will listen to him. But then the second question is, is he correct? Is he correct under Nevada law that Daily Fantasy Sports is doesn't have enough skill to be gambling. And the, the not be Supreme, gambling? That I'm sorry, that Daily Fantasy Sports is gambling because it doesn't have enough skill, right? Right. There is a Nevada Supreme Court case involving a contest. For a hole-in-one, you would pay 50 cents, and if you got a hole-in-one playing golf, you got $50,000. Well, somebody won, the golf course didn't want to pay, so they raised the argument, oh, we don't have to pay because we were involved in illegal gambling. Goes up, the trial judge says, no, it's a game of skill. Goes up to the Nevada Supreme Court and said... Yeah, it's up to the trial judge, and there is enough evidence to show that a a hole-in-one is not gambling, is predominantly skill under Nevada law. Well, if a hole-in-one is a game of skill, then daily fantasy sports has to be a game of skill under Nevada law.
3: Okay, fair enough. I have two broad questions. We have about 10 minutes left. I'd love you to touch on them. Yep. One is, what is the problem with gambling in the first place that it is illegal except where it isn't? I mean, why right. the underlying illegality of gambling? And yeah. the second thing is I want to make sure before we end that you give some of your incredibly reasoned, thoughtful, knowledgeable predictions for what's yep. going to happen over the next year or two, if anything, in the arena of fantasy sports, and poker.
0: Okay, good. Um, The first question is, why is gambling illegal? And it comes, I think, mostly from the history that throughout history around the world, gambling tends to be an exploitive industry that when it's legal... It's so tempting for insiders to see all that money, and and it's often when it's cash. It's like it's uh, it leads to insiders cheating, corruption, exploiting compulsive gamblers, exploiting uh, children, and of course, it's attractive to organized crime because it's a cash business. The Because of that, legal gambling comes and goes in the United States in big waves. We're in the middle of what I call the third wave of legal gambling because it's the third time in American history that gambling is being made legal. Twice before, it was made illegal just about everywhere because of scandals, like uh, the lotteries in the 1820s and 30s, were it was worse than being rigged. The lottery uh, operators would sell tickets and sell them week after week, and said, "Oh, we haven't sold enough tickets," and then they would just abscond with the money. You know. So uh, and the games can be rigged, and so uh, so there's a natural uh, uh, one. Let's put it this way: one third of the population are opposed to gambling, period. And they tend to be religious right-wing conservatives, or there's a very small number of kind of do-gooder liberal Democrats or left-winger who think that poor people shouldn't be spending their money on gambling. So, you know, the opponents are people who think it's either against God's wishes or we shouldn't be exploiting poor people. So, See, a third of the, so a third is a, a, a population is against gambling, period. Another third is weakly against it, and only one third is weakly in favor. I mean, there's really nobody strongly in favor. So
3: I'm strongly it, in favor?
0: Well, it comes – there aren't very many. It <laughs> usually comes in in terms of when there's an economic crisis – Because gambling is seen as a painless tax.
4: Right. And
0: if there are not enough controls, then you end up with scandals and it's made illegal again.
3: See, I have a theory that the real roots in Christianity against gambling are not uh, paternalistic, we need to protect people from the impoverishment Mm. that follows, but rather that it stems from the Protestant work ethic and that gambling as a get-rich-quick scheme distracts people from their Christian duty to work hard. Um, You're right. So so it's not a fear that people will go broke, but a fear that people are going to get rich without working for it.
0: Right. There was um, Reverend Cotton during the pre-revolutionary, the colonial days, said that expressly, that um, you are supposed to be rewarded for your good works Not by luck. And it actually somehow takes the power away from God to reward you for your good works. Now, I don't quite understand the religious view. I mean, people get killed and they say it's God's will. Well, if people win the lottery, why don't you say it's God will? God will.
3: So, <laughs> well, people so, do say, "Thank uh, God I won the lottery," but that's yeah, not quite what so you mean. I, I don't get that either. <laughs> right. So now we got about five minutes for your predictions on how, what this will mean for fantasy sports and for poker online yeah. in the next year or two.
0: Well, I I made a point in the second of my columns uh, on fantasy sports that are. A posted on gamblinginlaw.com that, uh, and this is going to sound strange, that the Daily Fantasy sports operators have got just an unbelievable amount of problems. I mean, they're being attacked federal, state, civil suits, criminal hearings, and I think they're going to win. I think that they have so much money and power on their side, not just the operators. More importantly, all of the sports leagues, even except the NCAA, even the NFL is letting its the owners invest in daily fantasy sports. And uh, NFL is against everything connected. that even looks like gambling. And more importantly. They've got the media companies because the people like ESPN and the National Basketball Association know that uh, fans will continue watching, even when it's a blowout, and continue watching those ads because they're following individual players, not teams. That's right. So you've got enormous amounts of money. And... In the United States today, it is sad to say, but money and power drive public policy, and that's period. I mean, they've done studies that what the voters want, like say, oh, how about you can't have a gun if you're on the terrorist watch list to, and you can't to board planes. I mean, take a look at that. That's, that is an astounding vote. That just happened in the U.S. Senate. That people who cannot board airplanes because we fear they're terrorists are allowed to buy guns because that's what the National Rifle Association wants, and it bought 50 U.S. senators. Right. And so, right? I mean, right. So- uh,
3: absolutely. Good point. Good point. Listeners, that will do it, uh, and we'll be ending with a mailbag segment, so stay tuned. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O. That's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025POKER. 24025POKER. That's 2402576537. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for.
2: You're listening to the House of Cards. It
4: wasn't just a friendly home game,
3: huh? Poker is no longer a hobby, it's a profession. As far as these kids are concerned, desk jobs are for suckers. Listeners, welcome back to House of Cards. This is absolutely my favorite segment, the mailbag segment, where I am joined by my handsome producer, Dave Weishaddle, in studio. And we just chat about things in general and questions from listeners. Just kicking back and chatting. Just right?
2: kicking back kicking and chatting. Back what do we have? Oh, We have an email just dripping with frustration. But I always have to uh, do the housekeeping first, I've been told. So if you have a question for us, you can email us at info to houseofcardsradio.com. You can tweet us at hoc radio, post a question on our Facebook page, or leave a message, or text us on the House of Cards hotline, 609-474-4627. And remember, if we use your uh, question on the air, you get a party poker baseball hat. Danny from Terrytown, New York, who listens to us on AM 1490 WGCH. Writes, I am so upset at my state of New York. They have taken away my right to play daily fantasy sports. However, if I jump in my car and drive 10 minutes to New Jersey, I can get online, play fantasy sports, slots, poker, blackjack, and anything else I want. I find this completely insane. I know Ashley is a union organizer and Dave's a lawyer. What do they think of these ridiculous laws? What are some of their predictions for 2016 with regard to these insane statutes? It's prediction time. You can predict.
3: Well, first of all, I think they're insane, too. Absolutely crazy. All gambling legislation is pretty much insane. Yeah. Um, I'm going to write a book about all the things that people think they know about gambling but don't know. One is this ridiculous debate of whether fantasy sports is skill-based or not skill-based, as if that matters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what the hell's the difference? If there's ga- it can be gambling and skillful. It's certainly skillful for the casino to spread roulette where they're guaranteed to win over time, but they allow that in a casino. Lottery tickets, there's no skill involved in picking a lottery Absolutely nothing, number, yeah. none at all, and yet that's allowed. Why not just allow all gambling and say to hell with the restriction? You know, it's funny. You're getting me on a topic that I've been ranting about lately. <laughs> People think that uh, good liberal legislators uh, restrict gambling because that at its root, people are afraid that people will lose money gambling, yeah. that that's the root of why we have gambling legislation. The truth is the exact opposite. If you look at the origin of anti-gambling laws, they are rooted in blue laws, uh, religious restrictions on drinking on gambling on fornication and things like that the protestant work ethic didn't like gambling not because people might go broke from gambling but because they might get rich (laughs) from gambling and actually have fun too and have fun fun. that's that's right the idea of Life is here to be endured until a better place in the sky when uh, you die. Yeah. you got to suffer to get to heaven, right? you got to suffer if you want to sing the blues and get to heaven. And that gambling was a way out of the work ethic because yep. you could gamble your way to riches sometimes. I mean, it's not like you could really do it for a living, but you could hit a prize and you could be on easy street. And that was considered unchristian. And that's why we have restrictions. And it was fun. It was like having sex, which was not supposed to be fun. And I think we've come beyond that as a society. Let people have their fun. Uh, Yeah, there are risks, and we should address them. You know, you don't want young people to do it too much. You want to make sure that there are programs for people that are, you know, addicted to gambling. But we shouldn't make alcohol illegal. We shouldn't make pot illegal. We shouldn't make premarital sex illegal among adults. Um, or between adults, so why make gambling illegal? So I
2: agree with you. Yep. Ridiculous. So what are your predictions for 2016? What, what's going to happen with these insane, crazy laws? Are they going to get weirder? Or are they going to well, kind of level
3: off, or what's going to happen? We're not going to have uh, unrestricted um, sports betting, daily fantasy sports. No. That's going to be cracked down until and unless. Well, the
2: states want their money
3: because they have to register and they have to pay a license fee. That's right. We yeah. we'll, we'll have restricted forms of it. The state will get their bit. Um and the leagues, I mean the leagues are here. The leagues are behind this. Well, they want it. The right? NBA owns a portion of FanDuel. There are
2: two NFL owners, Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft, who own a piece of uh some I don't know what which companies they own, but they own a portion of Some of those uh, sites. So, hey,
3: you know. I don't think we'll have sports betting in the old-fashioned Las Vegas sense of it outside of Las Vegas. I wish we would. I think that, in fact, professional sports are crazy not to allow for it or to lobby against it. They talk to anybody. Football is fueled by
2: gambling. People betting on the games. Uh, Hey, they're playing in London now. There are kiosks.
3: Outside the stadium where you can gamble on the games that are going on. Just how it should be. I I mean, let people gamble and have at it. So I think that'll do it. We'll come back and talk to you next week.